Well, hello everybody, welcome to today's podcast. Today is a big update on the Northern Ireland protocol and the relationship that we have with the European Union. So this is one of the top topics that you know, I'm glad that has come up because it proves the point of what we do here, the point of this channel, the point of you guys creating this movement, channels like this, and then of course there are other alternative online channels that is fighting against the mainstream media's complacency and the spin. <clears throat> Now, the European Union have come back to us with their proposal to fix the Northern Ireland Protocol. The UK and their Lord Frost also they have their red lines and they know what they want to do. They're going to do a counteroffer. The problem I have, and I'm going to do this in this video podcast, is this spin <clears throat> from the mainstream media, some of the outlets, and I'm going to fix the spin. So, firstly, ITV. <clears throat> some of these channels, press and media outlets, uh, some of them are essentially giving credit to the European Union by doing us a great favor. And some of them are saying that, well, this is this is the best. That's it. Let's just be grateful. Every All the problems are solved. And then there are some good ones, including Guido Fox. We're going to mention Guido Fox here, the website, who uh, are talking about the realities of the problem. So ITV, for example, said that uh, the EU proposes significant changes to the Brexit deal in bid to satisfy the UK. But the agreement is unlikely, of course, because... Frost has to make sure that he's defending the UK's side. You know what the problem is here? So they say that ITV, I'm going to get into the kind of, well, relatively specific points of the deal, by the way, the proposal. They say that they, any, a new official said that the changes of protocol go far beyond the tinkering at the edges of the agreement, but the bloc is still refusing to renegotiate how the deal is governed. The ITV and the others are saying that, well, <clears throat> let's focus on the positives of uh, the, this proposal. Uh, we know now that 80% of the spot checks uh, will be removed. Now, spot checks, as opposed to the other bureaucrat bureaucratic checks, are very, very different things. So the media are saying that, wow, 80% of checks have been removed. Nope, that's not how it works. And 50% uh, of the actual, in terms of regulations on especially on meat and certain goods, uh, they are giving us a big favor, doing us a big favor by allowing the UK businesses to trade with UK businesses. It's a bit embarrassing that we have essentially two separate countries inside the United Kingdom. Now, on a constitutional level, of course, it's the countries called the uh, Great Britain of, uh, <laughs> well, Great Britain and uh, Northern Ireland and in terms of the United Kingdom part of it. So we already know that constitutionally, on a political level, Northern Ireland is not part of GB, but doesn't mean that we're not one union. And I think that is being completely undermined. <clears throat> so in terms of the proposal, the bullet points that we are now getting from BBC, for example, says, to be fair, this is a slightly more balanced version of it, the BBC for once. Most food products will not need to be physically checked when arriving into Northern Ireland from Great Britain. Fine. A cut to the required administration for Northern Ireland importers. Expanded trusted trader agreements, meaning more products and companies are exempt from custom tariffs. Change to current laws to ensure no disruption to moving medicine uh, and medicines across the Irish Sea. And improved engagement with stakeholders in Northern Ireland, including politicians and the business groups. Really? Thank you. Thank you for allowing us to do this. And thank you for changing the law so we can actually have free movement of medicines in our own country. The sad part here is that CTAM, for example, the likes of CTAM and Financial Times, who, are, who exist to defend the financial sector, 
and the middle class elite who essentially do help us economically because they pay a lot of taxes. Fine, get it. But they, the way they say, EU proposes to cut checks by 80%, spot checks, and less Brexit paperwork and free medicine floor. So let's focus on the reality and what actually matters to people in Northern Ireland and Brexiteers and the sovereign nation that we're supposed to be having. The EU continues to refuse to budge on core power out. This is Guido Fawkes. So Guido Fawkes is actually focusing on the right angle. The problem we have is that, fine, let's be grateful that the EU are giving us some sort of movement on uh, the paperwork, on trade, to, to allow us to send our own products to our own people in our own country. But how this Brexit deal is governed in Northern Ireland is the big debate. That's the whole point of these renegotiations. It's not about, oh, can we get 80%, can we get 50% of checks to be removed? That's not why we're kicking up about Northern Ireland. That's not why people in Northern Ireland are kicking up about the protocol. We still are under the governance of the ECJ, the European Court of Justice. People in Northern Ireland, that's the superior court for them. The traders between GB and NI, the superior court for them is the European Court of Justice. That group is the impartial referee. How can it be impartial when it's owned and controlled by the European project? That's the unfair part of it. And this is where we need Lord Frost. Put aside all the tribalist stuff. Oh, yeah, we should, you know, support Lord Frost. You know, he's helped to an extent until now. No, no, I'm not even going to criticize or support the guy. Just want to wait for him to do it. This is the only chance that we have. We finally brought the European Union to the table. They've actually done some good things. They completely abandoned and ignored Emmanuel Macron and his uh, crybaby mentality and actions on fisheries. They've essentially told the French president, Macron, stay quiet for now. We don't really care about your fish. Let's focus on this. Pick the battles right. And then we'll come back to you. So this is a good move. Well done, Brussels, for doing that. But we need to actually talk about the Northern Ireland Protocol properly. We need the consent of people in Northern Ireland. The, in fact, the whole protocol has undermined a number of things. The Good Friday Agreement has completely been, not really been represented properly. That hasn't even been translated properly in this case. The integrity of the United Kingdom as a union has been undermined. And everything else about free trade, they don't really care about it. The fact that they say, well, let's remove a certain percentage of tariffs or checks that they're still saying that we don't trust you. We don't trust the standards of your products, GB. Even though you were with us for decades, we agreed and we accepted your standards then. Even though your standards are still the same, regulations are still the same, we just don't trust you because it's a lie. It's not the trust. These people are protectionists. It's a protectionist racket. It's essentially like uh, the five families in, the, in New York and New Jersey, but it's just in, in Europe. Uh, or if you're in Italy. Sicily. Uh, but this is a lie. They're not really, they don't care about people in Northern Ireland. The European Union don't even care about the Republic of Ireland. They're only using them as pawns. This is essentially a, a game of power grab, weird stuff that's happening. And every single time I had guests to discuss the, the sensitive uh, aspects of this sort of stuff on, for example, YouTube at the time, YouTube always tried to shadow ban it. They're like, no, we, we don't want you to undermine the concept of the European project, because apparently talking about the European Union or criticizing the European Union for Google and YouTube 
is as sensitive as talking about climate change or questioning vaccine passports. Why? I get the public health emergency situation that you guys created in 2020 and say that, okay, no, 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 nobody could question COVID measures because it's sensitive. Now we have climate change. You can't question class climate change because uh, I can't really make videos about it on YouTube. That's why I do it here. And then now they say you can't even talk about the European project because it undermines the unity of the family that we have in Europe, the 27 nation states. Really? That's why I'm so glad that obviously we, we came here to actually do, do these sort of things. And um, you guys who obviously support the channel are so grateful despite all the ups and downs and all the changes that we've had and we still have to continue to improve uh, together as a team. But this is what we have it. And you know, again, it's all thanks to you guys that we can continue this. And this this video, make sure to actually share it. The URL, the address bar, uh, definitely share it on social media. And of course, people, you know, this is behind the paywall, but if people want to actually find out about the truth of this proposal, then hopefully they will sign up uh, to join us and you know, join our family. This is why this is becoming important. This is why everybody else in the political system are talking about tribalism, team red, team blue, Starmer crashing a, a, a lorry, uh, Boris Johnson making stupid jokes at conference, in his conference speech. We have bigger problems right now. We have this situation to deal with. We have uh, Boris Johnson introducing a new Gov app, which is called Gov app, it's a government app, to do facial recognition. It's a big brother app, making the nanny state even bigger, because they say in the name of public health, in the name of the future post-Brexit Britain, in the name of trade, to make things simplified and efficient, you need to trust government bureaucrats with your data, with your facial data, with your actual privacy, to then make it easier. The same thing that we did with the test and trace stuff, with the vaccine passport stuff, it's happening globally. Globalism is going to make things more difficult, not easier. It was supposed to make things easier, but it's actually making more diff things difficult. It was supposed to make capitalism better, but it's turned it into corporatism. It's not really right. It turned free market, free trade into protectionism. The European Union is a perfect example. And somebody has to tell the truth. And, you know, I'm trying my best here. And there are a few other channels who do this. Uh, also, if you're watching this right now at 6 p.m. when it goes out, uh, at 8 p.m. I'll be on GB News with Colin Brazier to talk about, uh, well, globalism, essentially, and the globalist elite. Because Prince William came out re um, earlier today to talk about space program and uh, saving the planet, saying that everybody, the rich and the smart people and everybody should prioritize their efforts into fixing the problems of this planet first uh, instead of advancing the scientific efforts that could fix the problems of this planet. The irony of that. So I'll be on GB News to talk about that with Colin Brazier. Now, let's go to some of the questions that we received from the members, the full members of this channel. Right, so let's firstly go to Alison who says, what is the best way to fix the Northern Ireland Protocol? Well, Alison, <laughs> thanks for the question because it's, it's a simple answer, but it's not a simple process. Right now, the solution should be a political move to then force the other side to talk about technicalities. So the best way to do it right now, especially if this week and next week, these negotiations don't really go well, when you walk away, Lord Frost, just walk away. At least as a bluff, do it. Just do it. Unilaterally, completely scrap it. See what they do. Now, I said it the other day. I said, well, what are they going to do? Uh, are they going to build a wall between the Republic of Ireland and Northern Ireland? Because who's going to do it? I've said this before. The Republic doesn't want to do it. Northern Ireland doesn't want to do it. The rest of the UK, <laughs> we don't want to do it. So the only group that's left is the European Union. And if the European Union imposes it, 
people in the Republic will kick off as well as people in Northern Ireland. So walk away, scrap it, and then it will force them to actually come back. We've already forced them to come back to the table with a semi-bluff. So why can't we go further? So that's technically the only way. In terms of the technicalities, we just need to convince them and get them to agree that the ECJ, the European Court of Justice, is not the governor of this deal. Make it actually um, democratic and give more power to uh, Northern Ireland to actually decide what is right for them. And this transition, well, not transition period, this uh, buffer uh, the kind of a trial that we have every four years or so that you know we get the consent of both sides, Firstly, make it more flexible, make it more regular as well, and make sure it actually happens rather than just rhetoric. Because we have the same problem with the fisheries right now. They said, you know, you're going to give us like four or five years, and then we're going to completely remove all the measures. So we have to keep an eye, our eyes um, on the fishery deal as well. Because, you know, we might get complacent, we might forget about it, and the fisheries and the fishermen will completely be undermined. Jamie. Jamie says, are we losing the battle on free speech? Um, I used to think that, but... No, I'm actually more optimistic now because uh, everything that's been happening, when it goes too far, so when it goes bad, people like us, obviously we keep up to, stay up to date with all the stuff that happens around the country, most, most of it. We are aware and we are interested you know, in terms of the debate. A lot of ordinary people just living their lives, they don't really follow what's happening with Kathleen Stock, the professor at the Success University. They're not really concerned about things like that. But when it goes too far, publicly in terms of, the news stories and agenda. Every time it happens, ordinary people out there, they take the right side. For example, uh, J.K. Rowling, you know, with the whole issue with feminism and the trans lobby, when it became big, ordinary people were not even political. They said, well, she's right. She's just defending women's rights. So I don't think we're going to lose. Well, we might lose the battle, but not the war. That's the best way to actually answer it. So let's just stay optimistic. Doesn't mean we should be complacent. You know, things are bad, very, very bad. But we have to go through the dark phase until we come back up. So stay positive. Uh, Michael says, will you be covering other political parties on the right as well as the Tories? Oh, absolutely. And this is the, the new thing that we're going to be doing uh, even more going forward on this channel. Uh, because, of, of course, the censorship, we can't really... Some of the guests that I want to have on the channel from the other political parties, we can't do the videos on YouTube, obviously. So it'll be all the interviews will be on this channel. So... This, uh, this new platform that we have, the website, with all the changes that we've had, it's now turned into a more of a discussion channel. And so we get, where we have guests, where we're going to discuss things. Of course, we've got the regular contributors, um, the Philosophy Corner with Daniel McElhinney, the Westminster Roundup with uh, Peter Barnes, but also um, now that uh, Emma Webb is back, finally, we're going to have her uh, on a regular basis. But apart from those guys, uh, the special guests, regular guests will also be appear. We just had Richard Tice a couple of days ago on the channel, the leader of Reform UK. And we're going to do more because I think it's time to widen the debate in terms of uh, all the other political parties. People need a voice uh, up and down this country, but that also means that all political parties and politicians also need a voice, especially the smaller parties. They don't really have a voice in terms of the mainstream platform. So we're going to start from here. And hopefully when we do it here, it will encourage others especially uh, more open-minded platforms like GB News and Talk Radio, then they could also use them. And then it will force the likes of the BBC and ITV News and the others, not Channel 4, to then continue the trend. So I do make you the promise to bring on more. And I'd, um, if you guys obviously are in touch with any um, leader of a political party or anyone that's senior figure, any of the smaller parties from SDP to obviously all the others, 
then uh, feel free to yes, send us an email or something. Obviously, leave a comment on the video, and I'll definitely share, get in touch, and sort this out. I do believe I have uh, in the past received a lot of social media messages, like DMs and stuff. Unfortunately, I don't really check the DMs on Twitter or Instagram. I have received some from uh, people who are connected to some of the other political parties, even UKIP. It's the best way to do it. Just send send us an email. That's the best way. Uh, go on the contact page and just copy and paste the email address. Uh, and then send us the email brilliant so uh but yeah just wanted to kind of answer a couple of questions from the members before we go because i've been obviously got the feedback from you guys that don't have these shows too long so about 15 to 20 minutes should be good so <laughs> thanks for, for all the advice guys and we'll be back uh, obviously we the shows are now monday to friday because uh, obviously you guys are also saying that it's not about quantity just quality fine i'll do that although i will be doing a saturday one because yesterday we didn't have a show sorry about that so we will come back tomorrow and saturday with the usual first mr roundup and philosophy corner with daniel mcclenny